This is episode number 164 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. We're glad that you could join us for another live episode of the Homeowner Show here in the Homeowner Show studios. How's it going, Kev? Man, I am fantastic. How are you? I am well. Just well, huh? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. You know. Okay. Another day, another dollar. That Well, that's what they say. Maybe two. That's what they say. Although, I have something to tell you that actually leads me right into our first sponsor for the show today. Ooh. Sustained Growth Solutions is sponsoring our show today. Um, if you are a business owner, we understand that getting leads is the primary way you're going to grow your business, right? So... If you're looking for leads, it's hard to find a lot of times because who has the time to go build a website, to go on social media and put in the work to get good quality leads to help grow your business? That's where Sustained Grow Solutions comes in. They have a fix for your problem. They have a system for generating leads that are 100% exclusive for you and your business built tailor-made for you. No longer do you have to go search for good quality leads. They're going to provi- provide them for you. Go to info at, at Sustain Grow Solutions today to get your leads. And this episode of the Homeowner Show is also brought to you by Termosave. Uh, Termosave is the only termite warranty company out there currently. Mm. Uh, and what they, what they realize is, that, look, termites are, they're punks. Like, they want to eat your house, they want to eat the wood in your house, and it causes lots of damage, over $1 billion worth of damage every year here in the United States. And, and so, one, it's expensive to repair, it's expensive to treat, and Termosave realizes uh, that this is a problem that needs to be solved. So if you are just anxious with the thought of your house being eaten by termites, that, like, if, if something were to happen like that, I don't know, you know, that, that we, we could afford to, to treat it. Purchase a warranty through Termosave. It's 35 bucks a month. Go to the website, termosave.com, to get your appointment set up today to get your home protected. This is your biggest asset for most people uh, in your portfolio. Protect it well. That's right. That's why we do what we do, to help people protect their home. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. Yeah. What's been going on this week? Oh, dude, we had a crazy... So we, uh, if you've been listening to the show, we've we've got the uh, the, the cabin project going on down the road. Yeah. Uh, and it is gutted. Oh, yeah? Yes. Completely gutted. All the way down to the studs. And uh, we stopped on layer three of the vinyl flooring. Oh. Not l- vinyl. Linoleum. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and at some point, it was sort of like an emerald green. Oh. Um, Interesting. And then they put like orange shag carpet on top of that at some point. Nice. So yeah, it, it, it was it was fun. Our, our our mutual friend Chris and his daughter came down and they did the you know the the lion's share of the work there. Nice. I came and drug a few things to the uh, to the dumpster. That's about right. And that was really my main partic- <laughs> That was my participation trophy was just good lugging carpet to the dumpster. You know what? I'll tell you what. Carpet is not lightweight. Mm-mm. That stuff's heavy. Mm-hmm. And especially it, because after you've already torn out the drywall, all that kind of stuff, there's there's dust and sand yeah, and it dirt gets nasty everywhere. Real quick. It, oh, I hate dragging out carpet. Yeah, but someone's got to do it. Someone has to do it. Craig will do the dirty, the dirty work. I've seen the stuff that you drag out of attics. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's gross. Dude, we found a massive rat skull today. Really? Yes. I'll have to post up a picture of it later on. Please do. Um, but anyway, completely gutted, down to the studs. Because, um, I mean, like it's it's not going to be the same cabin. I mean, the rooms aren't even going to be in the same place. I mean, it's We're just completely redoing everything. And so wow. we just had to take it all the way down to the studs. Nice. No, no insulation left. Okay. I mean, like, everything's gone. Right. Uh, there's, I mean, like, there's some framing on the okay. inside. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's nothing in there. Wow. Um, so we had uh, we had a company called Redbox uh, come out and leave a like a dumpster that was I don't, I don't even know how big it was. I mean it was it was like it's like the length of a trailer of an on an 18 wheeler. Wow. Um, and we filled it. Okay. So but we we didn't fill it. There's always like these little indicators at the top like don't fill beyond <laughs> this line. Right. And so we had a little bit of gap and so I had some stuff at the house uh-huh. that I was like I need to get rid of. One of it was you know. Uh, when I redid the garage here, right. yeah. I had a workbench that I was just like, oh, I don't want this workbench anymore. So I finally had a place to take it. Perfect. So I threw it in there. My children had destroyed this organ that someone had given me years ago. Oh man, that was. It, I, I saw that thing and it just like broke my heart. Yeah. So and it was it was a tube organ. So it, it was, was awesome. It was so awesome. But like, they destroyed it. So it I, well, I say it was my like somebody destroyed it. I don't know which one of them it was. So I can't remove their inheritance. Um, well, you probably know who it was. I have sus- I have strong yeah. suspicions. It's one of two. <laughs> we know <laughs> yes, that. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I was like, oh, I'm tired of looking at it. I'm tired of being sad about it. So I just lugged it down there. But getting those things in the trailer, because I had to actually hoist them up over the top. Oh, okay. Which was a good eight feet in the air. Oh, my goodness. Um, Dude, and that, I mean, that that organ was not light. The organ was actually way easier than the workbench. Really? Because well, I did the workbench by myself. Oh. And that workbench was, it was, it was probably a ten foot workbench. Oh man. Um. So I had to get the leverage just right in order to even get it over the top. Sure. Um. But yeah, the organ wasn't too bad. I mean, we we basically did it out of the back of my pickup truck. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But to watch them come, I had to I had to meet the gal today to so she could come pick it up and haul it off. Mm. Like. That is a cool rig. Oh, really? If you had never seen one. Oh, is it is one of those deals that like it like rolls it up on the on yeah. the back and uh-huh. like that those are really cool. And then they have like a netting that go, comes yeah. over it. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. It took one person. Yeah, oh I know. It you would think you would think there's no way. Like, how do you even move this thing? But they the system that they've got for that is really super cool. Yeah. So I mean like tell I mean like obviously the equipment costs a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but like, what a, what a smart way to haul junk. Mm-hmm. So, and they, I imagine they have to have a deal with these landfills to, oh, they, I mean, they, they're probably doing some sort of a bulk deal, but they're still paying for it. That's part of what you're paying for yeah, whenever they... you, whenever you pay for the, the dumpster to be there. I mean, you're paying for it to get disposed of along with the convenience of having a dumpster yeah. right there. <laughs> uh, but what else are you going to do? I mean, you're going to make that many trips to the landfill yourself. Shoot. No, uh, no, it gets expensive. Yeah. Too. I mean, like landfills aren't cheap. Yeah. People don't realize like how much it costs to actually, uh, yeah. So huh. interesting. Anyway, cool. Well, uh, I'm, I'm actually interested to go t- check it out. I've not, I've not looked at it yet. So I need to go. Oh, you haven't been down there? No, I mean I was gonna come down last weekend and then life happened and I didn't or was it last weekend or two weekends ago now that it, it was got last gutted? weekend. Okay, I yeah, I just 
I had a lot going on. So anyway, how convenient when all the work yeah. is being done. Well, sure. I'm, I'm even more apt to, uh, <laughs> skipping out on stuff than you are. So, <laughs> but it's your family. So you were able to get away with it that way. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I, you gotta be there. Part of the time. Yeah. I got to make an, you know, an appearance. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Definitely. So last week. Yeah, we're going to do in part two. We had part one of the things that we're not going to see any longer after 2021. It's going away. Things that are on their way out. Yeah, these are interior design things. And we disagreed with half of them, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fair. This week, and we were right. We, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's now been clearly a week. Yeah. And in that week, we have determined that we were right. We were right. Yeah, absolutely. We so, got we got no. I mean, like we got confirmation from some f- from some contractors that yeah. like yeah, we were absolutely right. We're absolutely right. Which is not shocking to me. Yeah. No, not at all. But uh, part two. We're going to be talking about trends that are going to come around and stick mm-hmm. in 2022 and possibly beyond. Yeah. So, so these these are design trends that are on the uptick, and and the the writer of this article is is saying like, look, these are these are the new styles that are going to be seen, and you know, love it or hate it, this is this is this person's opinion. So we're going to dissect it, tell you what we think. Yeah. And uh, so we we want to hear from you guys what you think about about some of these trends. Like, do you agree with our take on it? Do you agree with uh, the writer uh, what their take is? So let let's let's kick this thing off, Kev. All right. Because this is like the very first one is actually my favorite one on the okay. list. Okay. Really? Uh, because it's it's a term I had not heard before. Um, <laughs> it's a good term. Which is granny chic. Granny chic or. Grand Millennial. Grand Millennial. Yeah. <laughs> I like Granny Sheik. I like Granny Sheik. Better. Although, I will tell you that the picture that they have here does not make me want to add this to my house. <laughs> no. Well, and I think, I mean, like, but I, I think I think the picture captures it pretty well. It does. Um, and, and so I think the best way I could describe what they're talking about, well, I mean, really what it is, is, is patterned wallpaper. Yes. That you would find in some millennial's grandmother's house that hasn't been updated since 1972 yeah so interestingly enough your mom took a picture of some wallpaper in the cabin in the cabin down there it was very granny it was very granny chic but one of the things i loved is one of our friends shannon Mm -hmm. she said you need to cut a piece of that and frame it and put on i thought that was a brilliant idea great idea really brilliant idea. i don't know if she did it i I hope hope she she did did. yeah Yeah. i did too because it's a really good idea so here Here's here's what I think about this one. Okay. Um, I I don't think I, I I think it is. Do I think it's rising in popularity? Yes. I don't think it's gonna have legs because I don't think that this is people actually liking this. Mm. I think they're ironically nodding it, okay. going like, "Isn't this funny that I did this in my house?" Right. You know, and and because like, you know, you and me, like we we probably want things in our house that we genuinely enjoy. Yes. I think, you know, generation below us, maybe even the generation after that, you know, you're going to have people that the things that they enjoy in their home aren't necessarily the things that they like, but the things that they find funny. Sure. Or ironic. Yeah. And I think this plays into that big time. We, I I don't know, but I mean, I'm I'm trying to think about your house. We don't have knickknacks at our house. We don't have shadow boxes. Uh-huh. At our house. Yeah. My parents do. Yeah. 
their parents do. Like, that's a thing, right? And so there's things that they find, like you said, things that they find funny or interesting or just nostalgic. Uh-huh. That's important to them. Sure. And so I could definitely see this being a, at least a, a little spot. Like it, The picture that we see here almost looks like it's a little bit of an entryway. Mm-hmm. And there's just like this one like four-foot section all the way up the wall that's that wallpaper. Now, maybe it is larger than that. It's hard to tell from the picture. But I could see, like you said, this just being that little bitty nod to we're going to put this up in our house. It's going to be kind of that iconic piece that people walk in and they're like, that's something that's old. You know? Yeah, <laughs> or like, like the, isn't it isn't it great how ugly this is? Right. You know, it's sort of like when some people show you like a picture of like a really ugly puppy, and you yeah. think it's cute anyway. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Yeah. It's um, like you know, it's like Elaine with the ugly babies. Yes. <laughs> that's one ugly. That's baby. one ugly baby. <laughs> it's breathtaking. <laughs> so. Uh, and so this, the next one actually, so number two, uh, so number one was the, you know, Granny Chic. Right. So number yeah. two actually plays into that a little bit, but from a different angle. Yeah. So it, it's peel and stick wallpaper is yeah, the, is the right. next one. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, that's, that's broad, you know, and, and so it's not necessarily Granny Chic peel and stick wallpaper, although I think it's going to be in there. And I think that's going to be part of it. Yeah. So we would... We would definitely have Mel's support on this. If you if you've heard us talk about our our interior design friend Mel, she definitely is a huge fan of wallpaper. Um, what I find ironic about this one is the fact that one of the the trends that was going to be leaving in 2021 is an accent wall. Right. Which is kind of what wallpaper is yes. for what they're saying this is going to be is it will be trendy to have an accent wall of some sort of decorative wallpaper. Mm-hmm. So I find it a little ironic that we're not going to have accent walls that are painted, but we're going to have accent walls that are peel and stick wallpaper. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, and I, I part of what I think makes this what makes it work is the peel and stick is you know I don't I don't know how well it sticks long term well, I don't either but it's I mean like you know I can't imagine it being especially if it's for an accent wallet being that expensive I could be wrong um, but you know if you know if you're tired of your last ironic <laughs> wallpaper just throw up another one yeah it's peel true. and stick it's so, true yeah. It happens. And I, I don't know. I mean, I have an aversion to wallpaper in general. Me too. Mainly because I've had to remove it one too many times. <laughs> and removing wallpaper is from the devil. Yeah. Straight from the devil. Yeah, it's, I, it's no good. No, no good at all. So uh, the next one we're going to talk about here actually also goes with accents, right? Okay. Because the next one here is... Um, Rustic ceramics are going to edge out smooth tiling in the kitchen. So basically what we're what we're talking about here is um, in certain areas of your kitchen, and specifically the picture that we're seeing here is of the uh, the cooking station. So the the stove, the vent hood, behind it is a very decorative 
type of tile rather than like a subway type of tile or something. Um, something that's going to be this rustic ceramic that they're talking about. Um, it's not going to be a uniform design. It's going to have a lot of a lot of curvatures to the design in the tile, uh, a lot of color in the tile. Um, definitely an accent piece. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, here's here's the thing. I I don't. I mean, like the way that they're they're talking about it in this article. I I don't know that this hasn't already been a trend. Well, I was kind of wondering that myself because uh, backsplashes are a huge part of kitchen remodels these days. Yes. Right? I mean, old school backsplash was literally the Formica continuing up the wall. Right? <laughs> yes, right. That was an old school backsplash. <laughs> Had some curvature it to did. it. <laughs> it did. Yeah. And so now people are, you know, going with that subway look, which is a very trendy but – You're talking about of, like subway tile? Yes. Yeah. Very trendy but classic look, Right. They're basically saying, you know, because some people are putting in something more decorative for the backsplashes. This is more of a, the whole backsplash isn't going to necessarily be this. This is going to be a one location that kind of is an accent piece. But and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is going to be the whole thing. But well, and I, I think it really has a lot to do with the aesthetic that you're going for in the kitchen. Sure. You know, because if you're going for like a really modern kitchen, these rustic ceramics are going to be really out of place. It, well, and they're expensive. They are expensive. I mean, to, to do this in your entire kitchen would be very expensive. Well, any 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 kind of tile that is outside of the normal square mm-hmm. or you know, like just a normal piece of tile, anything that has any sort of design on it or has any sort of texture to it mm-hmm. or even like the um, – like they have ones that are like weird shapes that are – you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. A lot of times you use them for – like bathrooms and yeah. in, in showers and stuff where they've got mesh on the back of them, yes. basically. You grout over the entire thing, and yeah. it makes a decorative look, right? But there, there are some that are very geometric yeah, for more modern styles. Yeah. And, and so, like, those are not the rustic ceramics um, no. that, that, that what these guys are talking about. And, I, you know, I, I, I again, like, I think if you're doing, like, sort of like a, a country-style kitchen mm-hmm. or even, like, a farmhouse kitchen, you know, kind of kitchen or, sure. or something like that. Something like this would work. But if you're doing like a really modern, like clean lines and and then geometric shapes, you know, it's it's just going to be better suited for whatever the design is that's happening in that mm-hmm. kitchen. So again, I think this is, I, I don't disagree with it, but I think it just depends on what kind of kitchen. Yeah, it's a style. I mean, it makes me wonder, are they feeling like, the style of home that people are going to start remodeling towards is just a, a much more laid back, whimsical, much less formal, much less modern. Like the modern look is almost kind of going away. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if we're talking about wallpaper, we're talking about rustic ceramics, we're talking about this kind of stuff, like that's not modern no. at all. Yeah. Right? So I think I, maybe, and I don't know, we, we got more to talk about here, but the next ones I think is going to lean us toward the very thing that I was just saying because the next one's green cabinets, Yeah. right? So your kitchen uh, going toward a green cabinet. So one of the things that I talked about, I mentioned last episode that my wife had said, I want that mm-hmm. in my house um, that I wasn't going to give away. It was this one. She wants green she cabinets. She wants green cabinets. 
So yep. I mean, like, is she wanting? But like, she wants probably like a specific kind of green. I mean, yeah, like, when, very, when we say green, you might think like leaf green yeah. or like lawn green or right. like that bright green or maybe right. even like a. Um, anyway, I would imagine she's thinking like a more muted green. Yes, like very gray, like a like gray a green sea foam almost. Like, oh, right, okay. like a like a. It's it's more of a gray green. It really is just kind of a a pastel type of green. Um, it's definitely green, mm-hmm. but it is not like in your face because green's a dark color. Yeah, I mean, unless you, I mean, unless you go with like Kelly green, but it's still got a lot of dark to it. It's gonna soak up a lot of light. So, finding a mixture there between getting a green cabinet that doesn't soak up all the light, mm-hmm. but that also isn't that bright white that people went to for a long time. Yeah. You know, it's a, there. There's some sort of a balance there. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not personally drawn to it, so yeah. like I I you know I I like to I would like to think that what I like is going to be more trendy, um, but that's really the case. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it's you know it, it it could be I I don't really keep up with like cabinet culture all that much, um, right. but but I will say like I I can't imagine like I can only imagine this being a trend for people who are doing custom cabinets and and remodeling uh, existing kitchens. Because I, I don't I don't see home builders putting in this as a standard. No, I, I do think that this is a preference. I don't even see this being one of the options that a builder offers. Uh, yeah. Well, you I know? mean, there are some custom sure. upper upper end. No, but I mean, if you're, I mean, because a lot of these, if you're going into a pre-production cabinet. Pre-production, yeah, you're, you're getting two or three options. Green isn't one of the options. No. I mean, you're. I mean, we could be wrong. I mean, like if you guys are if you guys are working with a builder right now and that's one of the options, please let us know. Yeah, but we have some friends just recently that that bought a house and um, I mean he did he did cabinetry like that was a part of his business and he basically asked the home builder, look, could you just not put the cabinets in and I'm gonna come in and build my own cabinets mm. and they said, no, we can't do that. <laughs> Like that's not – I mean part of the issue is they have their guys that work on the houses, and mm-hmm. they, they do it at such speed that they can't be like – They can't wait on you. That one house, by the way, don't forget, don't put the cabinets in there. Right. right. You, you've already paid for them. They're going in. You can bust them out if you want to, but yeah. they're going in no matter what. So they just went the, with the cheapest cabinet they could find and um, – And then tore them out later. Tore them out later. You know, that would be interesting. Why not just, anyway. I know. Oh. It's weird. Yep. All right. So this this next one is actually uh, one that I'm I'm actually kind of excited about. So industrial styling may be the next big trend. I I, I really like this style. I do too. (laughs) Here's the thing. This is a very manly style. I mean, the industrial look that's a lot of like metals and dark colors and... Um, wicker, leather, that kind of, it, it's a very manly type of look, I think. Yeah. Well, so. I, I don't know that I'd throw wicker in there. I mean, wicker, I think, is a, is a different aesthetic, but like... Well, I'm you... thinking like, I'm thinking like, um, like little accent pieces of like baskets and oh, okay. things like that. It's what I'm thinking. Like yeah. Stuff don't, like, if you were to, um, not a lot of people have newspapers anymore, not a lot of people have even magazines anymore, but if you were going to put like books somewhere, in fact, the picture that we have here 
has I think it's wooden on the wall, but yeah, those are crates. Yeah, they're crates. So that's kind of the aesthetic I was thinking of. Yeah, and I, I part of the reason I think this is going to be big is be and I, you guys have heard me talk about this before. I really think there's going to be a surge in availability of commercial property, and I think they're going to yeah. have to figure out. I think one of the things that people are going to figure out how to do really, really quick is how to convert those into affordable residential homes. Mm. And, you know, the, this is how you make industrial spaces livable is, you know, you kind of have to go with what you have. And so if it's an industrial space, you kind of decorate with that. And sure. so, you know, it makes sense to just like, you know, like just own it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of businesses that kind of went to this industrial look whenever they stopped, um, finishing out ceilings. Uh-huh. You had all the exposed duct work and, and lighting and things like that. They just painted the ceiling black. Yep. You know, and that's that honestly is a huge trend that was happening in the industrial space. And so what this is saying is it's going to make its way into the residential space. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think it has. I mean, you start looking at um, uh, loft areas. Like restoration hardware. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, really, what what you're what they're saying? I mean, because restoration hardware. I mean, if you've, if you've never been to one, is is kind of like a really fancy furniture store, yeah, decoration store for homes. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, those kinds of things have really only been available to, you know, the the top one to ten percent, right? <laughs> as like ways that you could decorate your whole home. I think what this person is trying to say is like those trends are going to start, you know trickling down mm-hmm. even to things like Ikea yeah. and, you know, Ashley Furniture and uh, what's the, what's the um, rooms to go rooms to go. That's yep. the one I was thinking of, um, you know, where you can just, you know, put it on the rooms to go card and there you go. <laughs> there you go. It happens all the time. All right. The next one is uh, plaster walls may make a comeback. How do you feel about this? I mean, like, I don't know that they're wrong. Have you ever been guilty of doing a mud plaster wall? Uh, you know, I don't know the difference between plaster and mud. Well, it's oh, okay. So plaster is going to be a different material, but like that's have, what I thought. Have you ever like mudded a wall and just painted over it, like with the with the like the the large like swirling like? I mean, because that's kind of what I did in this room. Uh, yeah, it actually is. You have been guilty. It is behind me right here. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm going to tell you, I've done it twice uh-huh. uh, that I can remember uh, on two different two different projects. I love the look. Yeah. Personally, you did it on two different walls here now that I'm looking at it. Uh, why did I not think of that as I was asking you that question? Um, well, that, that's why I was asking because I was like, I think that's what I did in here. No, it's 100% what you did on – Three of the four walls in here, and I well, like so. Here, here's the thing. Again, I I think I think this is playing into the idea that we are becoming more and more a DIY culture. Oh yeah. Because in order to mud a smooth sheetrocked wall, mm. <coughs> oh me. bless you. Woo. Um, that it takes a lot of skill. Uh, it the people that do floating and taping, yeah, of sheetrock, they're masters. Yes. I don't even know how they do it. Like, how do you take, how do you take a seam, put a piece of tape over it? It's, it's, it's not really tape. It's right. It's paper. Paper. You put paper over it, put a layer on top of it, 
and it comes out smooth? Yeah. How is that even possible? You put two more layers on top of something, and then it comes out completely smooth? Those guys are masters yeah. at that. So, so there's a way around it. There, there is, but like this takes next to no skill. No. and, and We honest, know that because I did it. Yeah, exactly. No, but it's and it's actually it's a it's a fun look. Yeah, I mean there's I mean it it looks good to me. Yeah, it, well in this article though it says that traditional plaster is actually done over wood, so you mu- you mud wood. Interesting. Um, so I don't I don't know that that would actually go over well here, and I don't know why you would do that here. I mean like if you already have wood on the wall, again going back to the shiplap. Yes. Um, like why would you cover up? You know unless it's like some cheap crappy plywood or something like that most but of it, it but it says that's something it's usually like you know something that might actually look good if it was painted and finished and yep so you know if if it's if they're talking about the traditional way of covering up wood i doubt it yeah and they could be they could be you know like doubling down on their prediction that shiplap and these other things are going away which you and i didn't agree with right um so you know like but if we're talking about diy culture then yeah, I think absolutely because it's an easy way. Again, if I can do it, mm-hmm. anybody can do it. Well, and, and it's inexpensive. It's very inexpensive. I mean, if you go with, I mean, plaster is probably a little bit different, but mud specifically to go buy a box of mud, it's so cheap. Yeah. I mean, you can buy a box of mud for fifteen bucks, and it goes a long way. You well, know? and I, I still remember. I think it was like the mid '90s when textured mud. Mm-hmm. was kind of a thing like you were doing like faux textures yes on, with mud yeah because you were well and, and you were buying these those paint rollers that had the like a like a it was a piece of foam yeah they had like chunks taken out of it uh-huh. so you're super texturing stuff like yeah. that yeah definitely was happening so i i could see something like that coming back again yeah i mean i actually liked the look of of the way some of that looked but um Part of the other reason that you do that kind of thing is it hides imperfections. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, personally, if I'm not going to have this type of look, I like smooth walls. I don't prefer the textured walls. Um, but if you don't have a really, really good guy doing the floating and taping of of your walls, you better put a texture on them because it covers up the the, the imperfections. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. All right, so this next one is interesting. Uh, so they predict that wicker and rattan furniture will likely be trending. Yeah, so I'm not wrong. <laughs> I said wicker just a minute ago. Well, you, well yeah, but you said wicker <laughs> about industrial style. <laughs> no, but this honestly is hideous. I, I couldn't I, agree more. <laughs> I big. hate wicker. I do too, man. I hate wicker on the patio. Uh-huh. Why would I want to bring it inside? Yeah. I mean, no. I, I mean, the, just so people know, the picture we're looking at here is a picture of a bedroom suit with a bed and a side, side table. table that are made out of wicker. Not only that, a lamp. And, and a lamp. And I think the lamp is rattan, but, you know, same, <sighs> whatever. Um it's hideous. It's, I wouldn't even put this in a beach house, y'all. Like, this is hideous. Don't do this. I wouldn't make my cousin who I don't like sleep in that room. Oh, I would. But that's just because I don't like him. Well, unless I had to purchase it. <laughs> it's This is hideous. Yeah. Like, why this is, and it's got live plants in there on top of it. This is weird. I don't mind the cacti, but... 
But I don't know. It's got a, it's got some cactus in the room, which which I like. Um, but, but again, yeah. one of the ironic things about this, it's got the white bedding on it. This is right. <laughs> <laughs> so the trend of the whites going away. Yeah, well, it's got some gray on it. But the trend of the whites going away. But unless it's wicker, <laughs> then you got to put the white back on it. <laughs> Here's Mike. I've never I've never known a piece of wicker to stay raveled. That's true. I it's, mean it it uh, it's awful. It's horrible. Why do they still make that stuff? It yeah. must just be super cheap to make. I guess. I don't know. I hate. It. If you like the wicker stuff, you just good on you. Are different than us. Yeah. That's all. All right. The yeah. next one you want to. Take yeah, it. it's so this one says that natural fabrics may gain popularity over synthetics. Okay. Um okay, I mean like maybe maybe if you're you're trying if if the culture goes where like we need to, you know, be able to show everyone that we have natural because we're being more environmentally friendly because it, you know, it's, you know, chemicals and things like that in order to produce these, these synthetics. Sure. Um Maybe, um, if that if that really becomes super important, or if that's super important to you, um, and I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying like that's not typically something that I brag about when people walk into my home. So like you're not getting any like social credit with right. me by like, hey, look at my wool blanket, yeah. or like look at look at my cotton, you know, whatever. Right. I don't care. No, that's not a conversation piece. No. Here, here's what I think. Again, going back to what I said earlier, I think they're they're saying we're going toward a much more laid back, soft and comfortable type of style mm-hmm. instead of a more modern, straight lined type of style. The the cottons and and um the the linens that are more natural that they're talking about here. Yeah. They play into that aesthetic better, and so I think they fit. Now, maybe there's a the organic side of things, and you know, help, environmentally friendly, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But here's the problem. Here, here's the big problem that I've got with this. Those synthetic fabrics mm-hmm. are literally, no pun intended, woven into the very nature of what we wear these days. You can't hardly buy a polo shirt that does not have some sort of moisture wicking capability to it. And a lot of clothing is going that way. And here's the thing. I'm finding that even in things like bed sheets and stuff like that, they're making stuff out of this material that naturally wicks things away from your body. Sure. And so I don't know. I I find this to be, if if that's the case, then the trend of some of this polyester, the rayon, that kind of stuff, I'm sure it's it's got to go away from clothing as well too. Some somewhere down the line, well, if that's the case. That's what I was gonna say. I I think this is talking more about like bedding and like I think throw so blankets and things like that. I, I don't think that those what you're talking about with clothing is going to change. I don't. I mean, it's too cheap. It's too affordable. Mm. It's different technology, even mm-hmm. like what you're talking about with some of the wicking. It is. Um, here's what I'll say about the synthetics on like the throw blankets and the sheets and the linens and for like the bedding and all that kind of stuff. I'm sorry. They are softer. Though they, they are. They feel softer than traditional fabrics and organics and naturals. So, I mean, like, and they're, le- 
they're less expensive. Yeah. So if they feel better and they don't cost as much, I can't see, you know, you might have, you know, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Like trend setters mm-hmm. you know, or influencers. That's the yeah. word I was looking for. Influencers yeah, yeah. Yeah, trying yeah. to push these things on yeah. people. Yeah. Because I would imagine, again, the naturals are more expensive. Oh, so they are. They're going to have to have a healthier profit margin on them. Yeah. And so companies that make them are going to be, you know, trying to get them out in the public and good on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like at the end of the day, if they're not as comfortable, not going to happen. It's just not. And if they're, and if those naturals are more expensive and uh-huh. less comfortable, like why would people go back to them? Uh, except for any of the reasons that I just mentioned before when we were introing this, is just to say like, look at me, I'm a good person. Yeah. Like for doing this. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to do those kinds of things. I just I just can't imagine that it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, no. So here's maybe more I I think you're right. And I think maybe more to my point originally. So one of the biggest things currently in in fabrics that you sleep on specifically, so bedding is cooling technology. You're not getting that out of piece of cotton. Nope. Right? Yeah. So if if we are going to a different level of technology that literally heats and cools differently, mm-hmm. like we we have um we we've talked about this before on the show. Uh my wife and I have a sleep number bed. Mm-hmm. And if you buy a certain level of sleep number sheets and they have some other things built into their mattresses and, and stuff like that, they they have a a temperature regulating fabric right so if you sleep hot it supposedly will cool your body down if you sleep cold it'll supposedly warm your body up a little bit so you're not getting that out of these natural um fabrics and so i think that there's a technology that's coming in that's already been here for a little while that pushes some of this other stuff out now i grew up in west texas Mm -hmm. in west texas it everything's cotton Cotton farmers, as far as your eye can see. So I know they're not loving the <laughs> the synthetics, the, the synthetic stuff. Well, I get but it. they do make some synthetic they cotton do. blends. They absolutely do. But I I think this is a tough sell. I, I just yeah. do. I, I think that if you're looking for something that is more high end, um, maybe. But I don't. I just don't see it being something that is a trendsetter. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. When you were talking about the uh, the bed cooling, yeah. So I, I, one of the the podcasts I listen to is the Tim Ferriss Show. I don't know if you ever listened to that one. Yeah, really really good podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was doing an ad. It was in an episode I was listening to today, and I just looked it up. It's the Eight Sleeps Pod Pro Cover. Okay. Um, and and so it's a dual temperature control for your bed. Nice. So, uh, and the way he described it is like he's a he's a hot sleeper, so he likes it to be cool. Um, but that his girlfriend's a, a cold sleeper, and so she doesn't need the the temperature. She can have, and so you can have separate temperature control on the coolness of the okay. bed. Cool. On in dual zone. Yeah. So I've seen that in like heating blankets uh-huh. to where you can have dual zones. So is this is this a a top cover or is it like a like a mattress cover or is it the mattress itself? I think it's a top cover. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it goes on underneath your sheets. Okay. So I would imagine it's like some sort of gel, yeah, gel foam that you as a top cover that you know didn't have a controller for. Yeah. So my sister, she they have a uh, basically it's a heating. Uh, so instead of a, having a heated blanket, 
they have a heated mattress pad cover. Right. Yeah. And so we all know, at least you should, that you heat yourself better from below than you do from the top. The top. And so that's the way they do it. So if it's if that's what you're talking about, like that sounds brilliant. And it, yeah. and I, it's not shocking to me. But again, you're not getting. You're not going to be able to buy that with you know a hundred percent cotton. That's no, not the way it. that works. Yeah, no. You know, no. So uh, to me, it's just a technology that I think. Um, I, I just think that it lends itself to getting away from exactly what they're saying is going to be the trendsetter. Yeah. So. All right, man. So I mean, that's the end of their list. Is are there any uh, trends that you see on the horizon that uh, you think uh, might catch people off guard? No, everything, everything for me, whenever it comes to this kind of stuff. Holy Lord, I just looked I, up this thing. Well, it's, it's like seventeen hundred bucks. Well, that's why it's not going to catch on. <laughs> like very oh. few people are going to be able to afford that. And they have a payment plan. You can get of it for as little do. as seventy-three dollars a month. Oh, for twenty-three years, <laughs> <laughs> worth every penny. <laughs> um, so every all the things that I really think are going to be the stuff that catches on mm-hmm. is stuff that you and I talk about a lot, which is technology. Yeah, I, I I just see more and more people going to things like smart thermostats and smart locks and smart lighting and even you know like like led type of type of stuff in their home. I mean, dude. So I went to a minor league baseball game this summer Mm -hmm. and it was a fairly new stadium. All of their lights in there are led. And so like when a home run was hit, the, the lights in the, the, the stands that lit the whole stadium. Yeah. They, they flashed on and off. Like, can't do that with most stadiums right? because they're all like these halogens that take a long time to warm up. I mean, like literally 20 to 30 minutes to, to fully warm up, right? Yeah. And so having the ability to to just customize your home a little bit and, and set moods for different places that you're at in your home, I, I just feel like those are the types of things that, that, that are really appealing mm-hmm. to people. Um, it, it makes your home more versatile. And so I see, again, just a, a wave of technology that comes into people's homes. Mm. It's getting a lot less expensive, too. You know, the more they, they put stuff out, the, the cheaper it becomes. So I don't know. That's that's my that's my big deal. I don't know. What about you? I'm going to make a, I'm a, I'll make a bold prediction. And okay. I, don't, I don't know that it's going to happen next year. All right. I think it's this one that's coming within the next five years. Okay. Um, Tiny kitchens. Tiny kitchens. I think tiny kitchens are going to be. I, 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 so one of the things that COVID really changed was the way people engage with food. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, because restaurants had to create more robust takeout uh-huh. systems. Yep. Um. You know, you have Uber Eats. You have all these different platforms on which you can have like restaurant food delivered to your home. So del- and and then other restaurant chains have been adding delivery services. And I think people, you know, and I, I think people are becoming less and less interested in actually cooking mm. or they're in the, one, one of the things I think about some of the next generations is they, they are more practical in some ways. And so like, I think people from like our generation on up 
like a big robust kitchen has just always been kind of like the gathering spot of the family. Yeah. And I just don't think that's the case anymore. It's all becoming more about the, the you know, like the entertainment center, yeah. the seating area, and people are going to figure out that they can have a lot more house with a much smaller kitchen, you know, maybe like an extra bedroom, maybe a larger living room. Um, and so like you could, you know, and you think about like the tiny home trend that went through mm-hmm. over the last four years. Yep. You know, those had, you know, very stripped down. Yep. Little two burner minimalist stove. kitchens. Yep. You know, and I, 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 you know, I just don't see a lot of new homeowners thinking that they need the gourmet kitchen anymore. Yeah. They're not worried about having Thanksgiving dinner, you know, having all these plates and platters and, and having the space to make all those kinds of, and, and, and even now, I mean, like. Most, most people I know don't actually use their kitchen like I use my kitchen. Right. You know, like I, I cook in my kitchen twice a day. Sure. I'm making food for my family, but like a lot of people I know, like it's holidays when the kitchen gets used. And I, that, that's not me. It's, it's not me either, but I, I, I recognize that it's the way things are going. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I think that more and more people are eating out more. They're finding, like I, I was talking to a friend just the other day, so there's a there's a restaurant out by our house called Fajita Jacks. Mm-hmm. You've been there before. Yep. Um, not your favorite place. We like it. Um, but it's, it's a great location. It's a great location. All that kind of stuff. We we like it's very it's very Tex-Mex. It's more Tex-Mex than some places around here. Um, but we like a few of the dishes in in you know it's they've got some good prices on some things and anyway we like it. We've eaten there probably. A couple dozen times, mm-hmm. which is a fair amount of times. Sure. Not one time have we eaten in the restaurant. <laughs> Every single time we have taken the food yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. Now, we live a half mile from this place, so it's right. very, very close. Um, and a lot of times what we're doing is we're putting our kids down to bed, and then we're ordering food and having a little mini date night, right? Okay, yeah. So we do that a lot, but... Um, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of people that are finding, look, auto, I don't even have to walk in. Yeah. They bring it out to, to the curb, mm-hmm. right? I call them. They bring it out to my curb, or I just have them delivered to my house. I can have I can have McDonald's delivered to my house if I want to. I don't know why you want to, but, I, but you could, Yeah. right? You do, you do you, people. You do you. I mean, if you want Kentucky Fried Chicken delivered to your house, that's fine. Someone with very poor health will... Um, deliver that to you if you want them to because they can do that. Yep. They can use their livelihood. Not the people that do Uber are poor health. I'm just saying it could be anybody. Yeah, Anybody can do any job on Uber, on DoorDash or whatever. All they got to do is walk in, pick it up, bring it to your house. They, get, they have a job and you get the food that you want. Yeah, Everybody's happy. And it's not, right. it's, I mean, like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, like, like I spend a, I spend a fair amount of time preparing meals. Sure. Um, now I, I do that with my family. Sometimes yep. I just do it by myself, but like, you know, it's enjoyable for you though. It's, it is enjoyable for me. And, but like for some people it's not. And so like they get to not spend that time doing the thing that they don't like and spend time with their family or on their hobby or with mm-hmm. their dog or whatever it is they want to do. Right. You know, so I, I get it, but like, I also think that that's, I think that's inevitably going to work its way into the design of the home. That's interesting. I, I would not have come to that conclusion 
mainly because it's definitely not me. But I see your point. So. For sure. For but sure. We'll see. Yeah, who knows? So, anything else? And I think that's it. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the Homeowner Show. If you've not already, go ahead and click the subscribe button, uh, ring the bell, do whatever you got to do so that you can get our content each and every week. We're happy to be here. And uh, we're not going anywhere, but we've been here for over three years at this point, y'all. We're not going anywhere. Um, so uh, thanks for downloading the episode. Tell your friends about us. Until next time, we'll see you later. See you.